0: You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle, War Report family? You got Ike Jones back with another Morning Drive. Today we are talking about the defensive coordinator search happening for Auburn University, who is going to be the next DC for Auburn. We'll talk about it right here. Y'all know how we do War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning, drop. It is Monday, January the 22nd, and we are in here talking about Auburn football and the defensive coordinator search. Before we get into that, definitely want to. Give a big shout out to the women's basketball team for getting their second conference win yesterday versus Alabama. Big win, big fourth quarter for that team to come in with the victory. First and fourth quarter, really good for that team. So shout out to them for getting that done. And uh, shout out to the fans for showing up once again out there in Neville Arena and really creating a raucous environment. Uh, We've got the press conferences up on our channel and uh, Christy Curry, who is the head coach for Alabama, Talked about the environment and how she hoped that the Alabama fans would return the favor when Auburn comes to town uh, in Coleman Coliseum there in a couple of weeks. So um, definitely made a difference. And shout out to everybody who was able to go out there and support the Tigers. Um, Before we get into the conversation about the defensive coordinator hire, of course, I want you guys to do the necessary. Share the video out there on social media at the War Report. Hashtag get your weight up. And please go ahead and like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you're listening on podcasts, then please go ahead and share that podcast with someone and make sure that you give us a five-star review out there in the podcast world. Uh, But let's get into the conversation about the defensive coordinator hire, and it's one that's been lingering for a while, man. Um, You know, Ron Roberts, of course, was released as the Auburn defensive coordinator, and uh, at the time, you know, I thought right, they already got their eyes narrowed in on somebody who they wanted to hire. They got the co-DC already in here. And, you know, it's going to be a mount, uh, just a matter of time before we get a defensive coordinator higher in. And uh, it just hasn't proven to be the case so far. And uh, a lot of speculation as to why the delay, I guess you could say if you want to call it a delay, uh, is because they were waiting on their guy. And that guy was supposed to be Chris Kiffin. Well, he is right now employed by the Houston Texans, who just recently, uh, as of Saturday, are no longer in playoff contention, eliminated in that game versus Baltimore. And so, you know, uh, the speculation was that, you know, Chris Kiffin was the guy that we're waiting on. And maybe they're just now getting to the process of being able to negotiate and do all of the, uh, interviews and such and and make sure that this is going to be the hire that they're looking for Um, but We will see what happens with the Chris Kiffin situation for those that are unfamiliar kind of with the coaching pedigree of Chris Kiffin. He is, of course, as I just stated, the linebackers coach for the Houston Texans at present. Prior to that, he was with the Cleveland Browns for a couple of years as the defensive line coach, Uh, so really cut his teeth as a front seven guy. Before that, he was with the greatest uh, NFL franchise that ever existed, the San Francisco 49ers, as the pass rush coordinator or specialist. I should say. Um, and then before that, he coached with his brother, uh, Lane Kiffin, as the defensive coordinator. And this is really the only stint he has had as a DC in his coaching career was at FAU with Lane Kiffin those couple of years there. Actually, he only did it for the one year with Lane Kiffin at FAU in 2017. Before that, um, you know, his time in the SEC was at Ole Miss, and this is kind of where it ties in with current coach Hugh Freeze uh, when he was the defensive line coach and defensive recruiting coordinator for Ole Miss from 2012 to 2016. Uh, So uh, doesn't, and he's coached in other places before that, Arkansas State, uh, USC, Nebraska. He was at Ole Miss before that and then Idaho. Uh, But he hasn't really had a lot of experience as a DC in his career so far. So this, again, would be his only only his second stint as defensive coordinator for anybody. Uh, But he has been, you know, coaching defenses for a while, uh, which is all the more reason why I think when you look at the fact that there is a co-DC title, you know, with another guy who has been a defensive coordinator uh, with. Charles Kelly, why you don't worry so much about whether or not he's kind of been able to call defenses before. It's really about trying to make sure you have a cohesive defensive strategy. But I would be interested in the case of Charles Kelly and Chris Kiffin as co-DCs, who would be the person that's primarily calling defenses on Saturdays? Because that's really, you know, when you talk about defensive scheme and philosophy, um, the schemes and the philosophies about what you're doing there's not really a lot of new stuff that's happening out there. Uh, there are some inventive things when you talk about how you want to do pre and post snap coverages and how you want to roll safeties and, and that sort of thing to disguise what you're doing from a coverage standpoint that I think, you know, they, they go into a, a philosophical thing that some people do. Um, and then how you rotate pieces in and out is going to have to do with uh, the position coaches and def- the defensive coordinators philosophy around how they handle that. But really play calling, as I've said many times, is an art, right? Understanding what to call in certain scenarios. It's not really just about charts. It's about feel sometimes. It's about understanding kind of what the best thing to call for certain scenarios is going to be. It's, it is is a little bit about how you scout and how you prepare, but it's also about just a feel for what's happening during the game and, and being able to do those things quickly and on the fly to keep people off guard. That's something that, that you kind of, you either are a savant at it, you're just really good at it, or you've gotten better at it over time. So with the Chris Kiffin situation, uh, really, and the Charles Kelly situation as those combinations, uh, that would be my only worry is I don't know how good those that pairing would be in calling defenses, even though you have uh, a ferocious front seven coordinating experience with Chris Kiffin coming in pass rushing specialist again with the San Francisco 49ers. Um I think it would be a quality hire. Don't I, I don't let anything that I'm saying right now think that if Chris Kiffin were the hire I would be disappointed, right? Like you guys could be listening to this on podcast tomorrow and this has already been done and you'll say, "Oh man, Ike Jones would I I am fine. I think Chris Kiffin would be a wonderful hire uh, just because I think he brings a lot of depth of experience to Uh, be able to bolster a place where Auburn really hasn't been great. And that's in the front seven, specifically on the defensive line. He and coach Garrett, I think would be able to get their heads together and figure out how to put the right group of people together to make sure that uh, run defense and rushing the passer is something that Auburn does not have to worry about going into the future. So definitely would be uh, a good hire, but I would wonder and be concerned about who's going to be calling the defensive plays on a consistent basis. But then you go to the other person who is potentially and been rumored to be uh, a part of this whole situation, and that's DJ Durkin, right? DJ Durkin is the more experienced defensive play caller. He has uh, more experience as a defensive coordinator, most recently at Texas A&M uh, last two seasons there uh, under Jimbo Fisher. And then before that, he was at Ole Miss for a couple of years under Lane Kiffin, right? So there's all all roads apparently lead back to Lane Kiffin when it comes to this defensive coordinator hire. Um, Before that, he was a consultant with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I won't hold that against him. Atlanta, I don't even know what Atlanta's defense looked like that year in 2019 when he was there. And then prior to that, head coach at Maryland, when... You know, all things were kind of looking up for him when he got that head coaching hire at Maryland, and then that ended in a very controversial way. Um, But before that, D.C. and linebacker coach at Michigan, and then he was an interim head coach at Florida uh, for a little while. Uh, Before he was the linebackers coach, he was at Florida for a couple of years, from 2010 all the way to 2014, in various roles between linebacker, uh, defensive coordinator, and then the interim head coach. Uh, So... The DJ Durkin hire, to me, I think gives you more depth of experience, specifically number one with the SEC, but in being able uh, to be a guy who's a play caller, he's been a co-DC before, so he knows how to handle uh, the seat not being the only guy. And, you know, it's an interesting hire because I don't think that's, I mean, I don't think Texas A&M's defense wasn't particularly great on the defensive secondary end, but he has a, he would be paired with a co-DC who does well with the secondary, right? And so I think that that's a good marriage um, between those two. And he's a guy who really functions well with understanding what to do with the linebackers and the defensive line. So I think both of the hires get you similar things. The only thing that, in my opinion, makes DJ Durkin a little more of a home run hire is him and his experience with calling defenses. Uh, However, I will say this. Of the two hires... DJ Durkin feels like the guy that's most likely to jump ship and wanna go somewhere else and be a head coach in the in the near term, right? So if you're wanting a guy that you feel like is going to be there for a while, I'm not sure DJ Durkin is the guy that's going to be there for multiple years. Conversely, Chris Kiffin, hasn't stayed anywhere more than about two years in his coaching career. He's gone from job to job. And it's it's unclear really what he wants to do uh in his coaching career and like what the trajectory is that he wants to be on. It's it's pretty clear that unless Durkin just got soured by the taste of what happened at Maryland, that he is, you know, in in a person who has been a head coach. And does he want to be a head coach again? I feel like that's the more likely scenario of those two. Uh, But maybe he said, you know what? I tried the head coaching thing. It's not for me. D.C. is really where I want to be. Uh, He only really left Texas A&M because of the fact that the head coach got fired. Right. He he likely still be there uh, because I don't think that they were ready to part ways with Durkin. So. I don't know what the situation is going to be around how those things play out. But those are the main folks that are right now being in cons- or being in consideration. Zach Arnett's name has come out there a couple of times. I feel like if Arnett was the guy that then that would have happened already. It just doesn't feel as if that's going to happen. So, um, you know, I, I don't know wh- where he sits in this entire thing, but I do know that there's significant interest in the other two names. However, I would love to hear what you guys opinions are. So if you're watching this, put in the, uh, the comments section um, and let me know or you can tweet at me and let me know hey this is what i think about the defensive coordinator situation love to hear your opinions we got a poll going on right now in the live chat for our members uh right now it looks like chris kiffin is leading that poll by a pretty significant margin um 70 percent of the viewers want to see chris kiffin there are some people who are like neither one of those i want to see another guy but i'd love to hear what you all's opinions are on the defensive coordinator search and again this could all be done by the end of the day today so by the time you hear this this might be over but Still want to hear your opinions about everything that's going on with that. Before I get into your opinions here live in the chat, we gotta make sure that we shout out show sponsor Rogue Shop. RogueShop.com is America's number one online dispensary. You can go there for relief for pain, stress, sleep, anxiety. Rogue Shop's got it there for you. Make sure you hit them up. Use code rapport when you do. Get you a little something off your purchase, and it lets them know that the War Report sent you. Uh looking forward to hearing all the great stories that you guys have from the Rogue Shop. War Report family. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. drop! But let's get over into the comment section and see what you all are talking about today. It's a wonderful day to be an Auburn fan just because every day is a wonderful day to be an Auburn fan. Uh, let's see here. Live chat, Michael Carlisle jumps in and says, War Dam Eagle beat Bama in women's basketball and both men and women's swimming teams beat Bama this week. That is correct. I forgot to sh- uh, shout out Swimming and Dive for uh, beating Bama as well. So good call out there, Michael. Definitely want to make sure that they get their props. Jump back in on the D.C. hire. Michael Carlisle says, I think Durkin is the man. He has officially turned down other offers and reports have been working with a contract at Auburn. I can say that D.J. Durkin has definitely already interviewed for the position. Uh, You know, I do wonder whether or not still it was a thing where they wanted to at least give Chris Kiffin an opportunity to turn the job down before they went full steam ahead with D.J. Durkin. But as I previously stated, they could, you know, announce this today and we'll have to hop back on and talk about this Uh, as a definitive thing about what will happen with Auburn with DJ Durkin. Looking forward to getting into some film stuff on whoever the new coach is going to be. It's going to be a little bit more difficult with Chris Kiffin again because he really only has the one year as a defensive coordinator. I have to figure out if I could find some FAU film from back in 2017, whenever that was. Um, So we'll see, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here. Auburn Dad jumps in and says, I'm thinking Hugh's trying to do the contractual stuff for Kiffin. There must be a snag, but I hope this is over soon. I definitely agree with you. I hope that it is over soon. Looking forward to this just being done so we can know who the defensive coordinator is. And those young men who are going to be playing uh, on the team can really kind of understand what the philosophy is going to be going forward and how they fit into that. James Barnett jumps in and says, what's up, War Report family? I'm late. Uh, Ike, is Durkin a good culture fit at Auburn? I'm driving, so I will listen. Uh, James Barnett, um, is he a good culture fit? you know, I don't know enough about DJ Durkin as a person to talk to, to really mention culture. I can talk about what his defensive philosophy is and how that would fit into what, um, I think works for Auburn. And he's an aggressive coach, right? Like he likes to blitz. He likes to really apply pressure. I think that that's something that Auburn fans have wanted to see from their coaches is not blitz happy, but definitely a little more blitz prone to be more forcing and how you want to do things from a defensive standpoint but as far as his fit culturally i don't know enough about him and his demeanor in the locker room and his presence on the sideline to know definitively what, what his fit would be culturally. And that's really going to be a thing that's going to be interesting for whoever this defensive coordinator hires going to be. He's got a staff already that's here for him. And it's not as if he's going to get an opportunity to bring in their his own guys. He's going to walk into a ready-made staff. He's just going to be helping run a staff of people. And so... Um, I think that's going to be interesting to see going into year two of that defensive coordinator, how that marriage worked with he and whomever those people are on that staff and whether or not there's some turnover with those folks that are a part of that staff after uh, he gets in here for a year. So we'll see. Daniel Owen says, I still say throw the book at Kiffin. And if not him, I bet we could get Kevin Steele for pennies on the dollar. He needs that Bama work time for retirement. Uh, yeah, I ain't with the Kevin Steele situation. I don't know about that one, my guy. Um, He already said he was retiring. I don't, you know, I ain't trying to pull nobody out of retirement. If you retire, go be done with that. I've talked about the Kevin Steele situation before. I just think that um, with the relationship that he, Coach Freeze, has with Gus Malzahn, it'd be a little weird to hire Kevin Steele if all of the stuff that precipitated out of the end of the Malzahn tenure and the whole Stop the Steal campaign that happened, if any, if there's any veracity to any of that stuff, it would be a little weird for you as a good friend to hire the guy that was supposedly a part of a coup to take over your job. I just, I don't know if that works well. Um, so I can't see Kevin Steele being the guy. And, you know, I, I've noted many times as, as good a coordinator as I think Kevin Steele is, I don't think he was as great as the... Um, As the lore around him was when he was here at Auburn, I think he was a product of some really great defensive play, specifically along the defensive line that helped to make that really good. And I think a lot of the talent that he had on that defensive line was obtained from previous coaches. So uh, Kevin Steele, I think, calls a good defense when he has great players. I'm just not certain. I'm not a I'm not a really big I'm not big on Kevin Steele. So, again, that's not to say he's not good. I just don't think he's as great, I think, as some people are giving him credit for, even though those Auburn defenses under Kevin Steele were good. Tiffany Byers jumps in and says, I just wish they would make the decision and get the staff settled in. Not upset at that. Justin Thomas says, what happened to Zach Arnett? I don't know. I don't know. His name surfaced early and it just never seemed to gain steam. I don't know if Zach Arnett, I mean, and I haven't seen his name really attached to any other hires for that matter. So I don't know if maybe he just doesn't interview well. They brought him in for an interview and it's like, I don't really know. Um, I don't know if he was ever interviewed, actually. So let me start right right there. I don't know if he ever got brought in for an interview. But the Zach Arnett thing never seemed to really materialize in any real way. Um, I do think it's down to those two right now, uh, but we'll see what happens. Corey Weber jumps in and says, we have recruiters on the D side of the staff. We need a good play caller. And this is agreed 100% with you on this one, Corey. I think you need the the guy – People have talked about Chris Kiffin and how they're not sure whether or not he loves the the recruiting portion of it. You know, him being in the NFL these last few years and he's been away from it for a minute, whether or not he's in love with it. He was a recruiting coordinator, defensive recruiting coordinator in his time um, at Ole Miss. So don't know if he's in love with it or not. I do know that he's done it. But. I don't think Ron Roberts was a big recruiting guy. And I, I think it's most important for your coordinator to be a guy who calls really good defenses and puts people in the right positions, knows what he wants to do from a philosophical standpoint, and then empowers his coordinators and, excuse me, his position coaches and folks in the recruiting staff to go bring him in those guys. I don't know that your DC has to be a great recruiting person. Um, I think your position groom folks need to be great recruiting people and they need to be, you know, kind of more. Or the technicians but i think your dc needs to be a guy who just understands how to frustrate offenses consistently and is just really good at calling defensive game plans on the day of uh, strategically that needs to be your guy who just understands that at a very fundamental level so i am not upset at that person not being a recruiting person as long as the staff is very strong in recruiting which it is right now Michael Carlisle asked, are there more defensive coaching spots left to fill? There are not. This is the last on the field coaching spot that is available, period. We have our quarterback coach already lined up on the offensive side, so that takes care of your offensive side. Defensive coordinator is it. Once that's done, your coaching uh, staff is complete for your on the field folks. Now, if they want to bring in other analysts and assistants off the field, that's a whole different thing, but they would be done once this hire is made. Uh, let's see here Auburn dad jumps back in and says from what I've heard uh, Nixon Thornton work with during I told uh, and told Hugh. okay so Nixon Thornton have both worked with um, I'm guessing this is Chris Kiffin and told Hugh he'd be a good fit Uh, I'm I'm assuming you're talking about him because I don't think Durkin has worked with either of those other uh, guys so I'm assuming you're talking about Chris Kiffin as a good fit um, Michael Carlisle says, uh, first question Coach Hugh Freeze asked Durkin. So let's say if it's fourth and 31, do you bring pressure or not? Uh, listen, um, I think Coach Hugh Freeze has to own that just as much as Ron Roberts does. Like that, I don't I don't know that it makes a, a ton of sense for the coach to, for the, the head coach not to veto that and say, wait a minute, what are we doing? Like you're on the head headset and you hear them say, hey, we're only gonna rush two with two spies on fourth and thirty-one fourth and goal from the 31. And you're like, yeah, it sounds like a good plan to me. I'm, as I'm, If I'm the head coach, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. No, put some pressure on this young man. So Coach U Freeze needs to own that just as much as Ron Roberts does in that scenario. Uh, you can't just leave your DC out to dry on that one. The Walker show says McGriff was going to Texas A&M and then come back. And now DJ Durkin is the name on the list. Interesting. May be a stretch. I think Durkin was already potentially on the list, but you do bring an interesting point up about the fact that it seems as if, um, he was going to Texas A&M. Now DJ Durkin was not the DC hire though. This was Mike Elko putting a staff together over at Texas A&M, um, at the time. So, I think it's a little more interesting and and that Mike Elko decided he didn't want to bring D.J. Durkin back. Now, they don't run the exact same defense. Uh, Mike Elko is a little more committed to a 4-2-5, traditional 4-2-5, meaning four defensive linemen and not having like a roving linebacker slash jack. And Durkin is more committed to a traditional 3-4 with a hybrid kind of jack linebacker um, situation. So Durkin is more like what Ron Roberts is as far as the school and philosophy on how he uses his defensive end slash rush end slash hybrid linebacker. Um, and Mike Elko is more committed to a, a four down front um, so that philosophically, they're not exactly the same. And I think Elko likes to call his own defenses primarily anyway. So I don't know that Durkin would have wanted to be just a guy on a staff with a guy who's going to be the play caller. So, um, that's interesting in, in that regard, but it is interesting that they both Texas A&M connections. So I do, uh, recognize the irony of those two things. All right. Uh, Corey Weber asks, um, Chances it's not Kiffin or Durkin and the SMU DC slides in. I have not heard a lot about the um, SMU DC being in contention here, but th- listen, one thing I do know about coach Hugh Freeze is that he has not really been big on letting, he, he keeps information pretty close to the vest about a lot of this stuff. And so he doesn't really kind of want people to know which direction he's going with stuff. Um, so, I wouldn't rule out there being some third person that's out there that we have not heard about. Um, But right now, I think those two are the front runners. And to me, it makes the most sense why this has taken so long is because Kiffin is in the running for it. but just because Kiffin was in the running does not mean that they won't go in a different direction now that the season's over. Kiffin may have come to this moment of clarity and said, you know what, I really college isn't for me. Or maybe he talked to his brother after um we poached the uh one of the coaches from his staff and then his brother's like, Hey man, don't go over there with them dudes, man. So I, I wouldn't put that past Lane to to like put a bug in his brother's ear, like, hey man, string him along for a little while, but then when you get done, tell him no. I don't know. I just feel like some Lane Kiffin would do. You know, maybe he, maybe he's above that. I don't think so. All right, man, I'm going to get out of here, though. Again, I do want to hear what you guys think about this entire thing. Make sure you leave us some comments about it before you get off of the video. Uh, As always, Morning drops brought to you by Rogue Shop. Make sure you head over to RogueShop.com using code REPORT when you do that. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, share the content with somebody, and we appreciate you for doing that. We will be back with another Morning Drop tomorrow. Members, turn your notifications on. Your boy got some more film for you. Until the next time, and as always, worry. Drop! Drop!